Here comes the biggest news ever. Trek Off the Motion Picture is available on Amazon Prime. That's right. The movie version of the podcast you're listening to. An actual movie. A motion picture on Amazon Prime. Available in the United States and the UK. Just go on Amazon and search for Trek Off. The word Trek Off. One word. And you can watch us. If you don't have Amazon Prime, you can you can like rent us or buy us. We're available on DVD on Amazon. But like streaming on Amazon Prime. And listen, please watch because it really helps us out. And share it. Give us good reviews. And share it on your Facebook page stuff, man. I'm just excited. Check out the motion picture. Warning. The following contains plot spoilers and naughty language. That means explicit content. And the comments and opinions expressed herein are for entertainment and commentary purposes only and may not reflect the actual opinions of Geeks Radio or the individual hosts. So don't get mad. It's just a show. It's time for Trek Off. Enterprise Double D. Welcome to Trek Off. My name is Justin. And my name is Alexia. And today we're hitting part two. Today man. we're going to talk about um, part two. You know, let's talk about the weather because it's I no, hear that. dude. No, <laughs> we got wait, wait, wait. You know can you imagine you know if we just we should talk about what um, if we didn't do part two of Star Trek: The Next Generation season seven? Like, like we started, like stopped halfway through the first third, and we're done. We go, okay, well, today we're good. I feel bad sometimes for the people who um who start listening to our episodes and like they see, Oh, next generation season seven, like last episode when we then talked for 20 minutes about the Renaissance fair and they're like going, <laughs> what the fuck? Especially what new listeners who are like, Oh, this looks interesting. And, and they don't know who the fuck we are. Like the, the first time listener going, they said they were going to talk about why are they talking? And sometimes we go for like an hour on other shit that we don't mean to talk about. <laughs> so <laughs> we're not going to do that. We this weren't week. This that week. bad about it. Let's be honest. This, it was going to take us several episodes. No, no, but uh, not last episode, but like the, epi- the episode where we we're going to talk about one thing and we ended up talking about the, um, the, the like fucking Smithsonian for like 45 minutes. <laughs> like, man. like, that was Trek news. Shut your fucking that, that trap. Was, it's was not true. like it's not like excuse me, who came out. I was like, so today I went I went to the store and I no no no, it's clothes. not that. But it is you know it's like there there are podcasts I listen to where there's like like the Nerdist, which is a great podcast, has like five minutes of news before their interviews. So it'll be like here's our interview with Norm Macdonald, and I go to listen to my interview with Macdonald, and it's Chris Hardwick talking to his assistant for like five minutes about like Nerdist news, and I'm at the point now where I'm just like. Like there's a little 30 second button on my iPhone when I listen to podcasts where I can just skip, 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 skip. And then they start the theme music and then I know the interview is starting. <coughs> I can imagine like not a long time. But that's you. Like that's kind of always been like we're not structured. Like we've never been those people. No, like, and for people who listen. structured people out there. It's not us. <laughs> for our fans, I understand that. I'm just imagining the people who come in to listen like for the first time. And sort of to, expect a traditional podcast that like has Are they expecting us to talk about the form or the function? <laughs> Like, you know, it'd be like, we're just like, no, we're just kind of spazzes and we talk about Star Trek and other so, stuff. But this time it's going to be all Star Trek The Next Generation Season 7. So let's continue with our discussion of Star Trek The Next Generation Season 7. This is so much fun. Phantasms. Data's new dream subroutine causes him to experience nightmares, which provide a unique insight to strange events that are occurring on board, occurring on board the Enterprise. Now, this is, in my opinion, of course, sorry, 1025, 1993. This is, in my opinion, an episode where the plot of it is silly and ridiculous and I don't like, but the fucking dreams are so 
weird and fun and in some cases funny yeah the mint like the mint frosting was um like strangely funny and disturbing at the same time i think for me the most disturbing image the thing that like even when i watched it again this time like is when she's like sipping from a straw in riker's head crusher is just like oh you see and that never bothered me that's just really for whatever reason that really just (laughs) Uh, okay we'll move on to the next one um uh, yes that's a good one for the the imagery 11193 episode 7 dark page loaxana troy collapses with a repressed memory related illness her only chance for survival is if deanna can probe her subconscious and find out what is killing her however the secret loaxana holds is deeper than deanna imagined now this is an interesting episode because i have two very different opinions about this episode one i dislike most of this episode i don't find the the revelation of it being another daughter to be particularly engaging blah 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 blah. really except hold on hear me out okay all that being said um major barrett's performance in this episode um brings what would to me be a a a c plus b minus episode a full letter grade up um it is worth watching if you only thought that like especially if you hadn't been watching ds9 at all if you only thought that she could do one thing you got one chance to see her be a little bit dramatic in uh in the episode half a life um but i don't feel like she she really pulled it no, all out this, in uh, she, uh, this this episode absolutely she just yeah. she shines in so so i am i am willing to look past the stuff that that i feel is kind of wrote because i do feel again it feels a little tired here's yet here's yet another episode where somebody finds yet another thing about yet another relative who's it's like like i feel like when you're pulling out all the brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers of everybody you're kind of going okay you're you're running out of ideas but when the lock i don't i didn't feel that way i felt i felt very connected to it and i and my problems with the episode are are not in any way about the revelation are not in any way about what she's going through. Cause like, I think what's it's so great because we have this perception, like we've got, and, and what's wonderful is we've got the ability. Like, I don't think we can do this episode. This is another one. Of episodes I don't think we can do earlier because we don't have this sort of established track record for that character where what we, the, the revelation and kind of the way that she's behaving before she collapses and stuff like is in such contrast where we're like what the fuck is going on like and i think it it makes you care more it's not like you know the season two fucking filler episode where you know riker's reliving memories because he's you know fucking that's the worst episode of of television it's it's horrible but i'm just saying it's not it's not even a flavor of that like it doesn't feel like oh what do we do like for me the part of the episode that that i don't like i mean you know obviously it's you know seeing kirsten dunst is lovely she's adorable um is but there's again this is another one of those where there's like the insight the way to get into this there's a little bit of hokiness with those with the 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 sort of that they telepathically communicate with images and whatever part um makes that a little hokey and it's it's primarily when he's like linking them like this guy bless his heart a poor actor like we want you to look really intense and we're gonna just stay on you for like 30 seconds Uh. right um so that's the places that I ding this episode, but it's not in the revelation. It's absolutely not in the performance for sure. No, um, you can't ding that performance. The performance is spectacular. And that, and that's what I think. Whether or not, whether or not you like the, the scaffolding that goes up around creating that performance, um, it's worth watching simply 
for what for for this character who you thought was just one thing right i think and that's what i'm saying like where you've got this she's established she's established as such a wacky zany you sort of fun and silly character and and you even have that sort of happening even at the beginning of this episode and then you sort of this it, you realize there's just so much more to her and it's i think great still there yeah i'm here sorry okay that was a ding oh. forget about that you didn't hear that ladies and gentlemen that didn't you heard nothing um uh it's what was so great this yeah this insight into into a character and i think that in a way that's very very star trek right that we it's breaking with your assumptions like you think you know a person and it it can be someone like like this where you 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 have experience of them it's not like you just met them a couple of times or you just came across them or what have you like you feel like i've got a pretty good basis of who i think this person is and there's just so much more than anyone can ever really realize about another person or another being and it and i think that that's the sort of mind expanding star trek that i really like and i love that's that's a great segue into the next episode actually about about getting into the minds of people because here's one of my favorite episodes of of star trek next generation and it does have really high ratings actually i guess people don't always agree um uh from uh november 8th 1993 episode 8 attached while on a diplomatic mission dr crusher and picard are captured and imprisoned and as a result they're linked together via telepathic device i love it I love it so much. It's I just so hate romantic. the end. It's, you hate like the end. Time. I love the end. I hate the end. I hate. The end's it. my favorite. Of course it is. Of course. You're blowing is. out the fucking candles is so good. No, I don't mean that. I don't mean like the literal end. I mean the the way they leave things. Oh, it bothers me. Yeah, you know, I I see why that would be the case. I think I think you're right. I think this, if you didn't know it was going into the movies then then this the end that you don't like would be a perfectly perfectly acceptable end for a season three or season four episode but given that you're at season seven you know and there are only 18 episodes left of the entire show perhaps allowing them to get their thing might be nice yeah Um, or even or just the idea that they might I mean, to me, I guess it just it feels and maybe this is just me as a person and I can't relate. Right. But like you're that intimately attached to another human being and you've known each other for as long as they have. And now, like I, you know, I I, obviously I'm projecting as Crusher since I'm a woman. I'm not generally going to project as Picard. So I'm I'm like I find out here's this guy that I've been like besties with and I've been serving on his ship now for years. And he was like secretly in love with me while I was married to his friend. But you've also been like, it's been clear that she, she has also had feelings for him. Right. Like that, that she's had something going like, and it's obviously since her husband has died, I'm sure there's kind of more of that. Cause they've already got this connection, you know? And so listen, we haven't explained the, the plot of all these up to this point, but I think it's worth noting on this one. Um, if you haven't seen this episode, go see it because it is yeah. it is basically the story of 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 Picard and Crusher getting into each other's heads and revealing to each other the secrets that they have. And at the very end of the episode, when they both clearly want to boink, um, Picard's like, "Hey, do you want to boink?" And she's like, "We can't boink. It just doesn't work." And he gets mad and, or he gets sad and blows out candles. And that's the way I remember. <laughs> I love this. I love your sort of. <laughs> 15 second wrap up of the film. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, true, but, but not but, true. But I'm just saying, so, like, I just, yeah, it feels ingenuine to me then 
that that her position after these revelations, especially. Tell me, would they- you be better with the end of the episode if like they slow burned for the next four or five episodes and then got together five episodes later and this was the first step of that? Absolutely. Yeah. But the fact that this is I think the last time that relationship is referenced until you get to the end of the season, which uh-huh. is then not where you wanted to go. I think that that maybe that's the problem. And yeah, it's absolutely this, this coupled with the last episode, like those two things together really irritate me. And I'll be honest, I never really cared about Riker and Troy. I know they were set up to be the ones. I never cared that much about Riker oh, and Troy. Oh, I totally did. I did. Card and Crusher did. were the ones I cared the most about. I did about. care about them too. And I, and, and I think in a way, I cared more, I suppose, because to me, I guess Riker and 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 her seem like a, a done deal. Like like that's happened. That's gonna happen. Like yeah. they're gonna figure it out, and it's gonna happen because they're stupid if they don't, right? So it's like Ross and Rachel, right? Like it's yeah. it's gotta happen. If it doesn't happen, fuck you, right? But I didn't necessarily feel that way because they did th- like the the relationship that they built over the whole seasons with Picard and Crusher is so nuanced. Yeah, uh, and so kind of up and down and like and then this is sort of that revelatory moment where it's like whoa oh and and then that connection is broken and they both feel the loss of it and then they decide it's probably for the best like what no fucking bullshit like i even would i i probably wouldn't even have minded the end of this episode if she had just been reluctant and unsure and then it had been revisited in a in a set like you were saying like a slow burn in a subsequent episode if it had become like that i think i could have been okay with but the fact that it just ends the way that it does and then what we get of their relationship is in the last episode is and i didn't like how that was done you know wound up either i was just like fuck you all (laughs) more more quickly because we are going we 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 are taking our sweet time through the episodes but you guys are worth it we love you guys but we're gonna we're gonna zip a little bit faster through uh episode 9 11 15 of 1993 an interesting week for me uh um on on a personal level um because this is right around when i was uh when when I was sort of starting a new relationship in high school, which is which is an interesting thing. So these are all sort of tight ends. Interesting the 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 sense memory you get, um, and also in like this is for me, and I I know you know we're we're close to the same age. This is my senior year of high school. So this is when the most tumult is happening. I'm having falling outs with friends. I'm making other lifelong friends. You know, new girlfriend. You know, I'm I'm the lead in the school play at this point. That's just ending. So this is all. This is all happening at once, and then these are the episodes that are airing at the same time. Um, so, so the 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 sense memory of all of this is all pretty well tied together for me. So it's very interesting walking through it with you because of those reasons. So there's a little uh, expository stuff. That being said, not much can save this episode. Eleven fifteen ninety three. The Enterprise is drawn to a region of space where many starships have been mysteriously disabled. They soon learn that a brother and sister team has been working together to bring attention to the fact that frequent high warp travel is damaging the very sp- fabric of space time. Save the whales. Go slower. Let's go slower. Sorry. I don't know why this is. I, I assume it upsets you so much because it's it's because it, I'm sure to you it feels very heavy handed. Like they're just smashing. It feels heavy handed. It feels day. boring. It feels like the entire episode exists so that we can have the cool nacelles on Voyager. Um, like it's just, like the entire. And you know they're designing Voyager at the time. 
I don't. Like, I, I I honestly don't feel like that had anything to do with it. Like, no, I I just feel like I, just was, feel I never like, felt like there was any meta knowledge behind this, but I did feel like this this episode was very Star Trek in that way, and that we were yeah, this is stuff yeah, that was happening. But the way that Star Trek did it right when they had fucking Frank Gorshin on with a half half, half black half white face is they made you care. They hit you emotionally. And you didn't care about these people is what you're saying. I didn't give a shit about anything in this episode. I really I, get, didn't. I feel like the I I honestly I wonder if that was a choice, right? And I'll tell you why. Because at the time when we're sort of talking about environmental stressors and, and greenhouse gases and the sorts of things that is, this is obviously kind of an analogy for um there's a lot of people who like legitimate, like an intelligent people, not like just crazies or something, right? Um, that that we've seen obviously in the you know present and past, but like people like that you would genuinely sort of just like scientists and people you would respect and think of as intelligent that had a very negative reaction, and it was kind of like, what the fuck are you even talking about? And I and you feel like it was possible that they made these people and her in particular the way that they did, so that you got that feeling. Right. Because because what I think ultimately is at the heart of this episode isn't even what, you know, that we should be paying attention and that we should like it's that we shouldn't immediately dismiss something because it doesn't fit with what we think. And we don't more importantly, because the person is like we perceive them to be uh, unreasonable in some way. Because I sure. think that's sort of, to me, that is what I got out of it. Was okay. like, it was her, with the way that she presented things. Like, I think I would have preferred, honestly, if in this episode, if she hadn't done what she did, where she like, blew up her ship and created this rift and yada yada yakety schmackety and proven it, it to be true. I would have rather, something a little less extreme, I think. But I think the point they were trying to make was more about... You know, just because someone is abrasive and and doesn't occur to you as you know, kind of occurs to you as sort of a nut job, um, doesn't necessarily make them so. Like you need to look deeper. Sure. Like that's what we need to do as people. That's what we need to do as beings. And I think that's a that's a very Star Trekian like essence. And I like that part of it. Um, I'm not okay. sure how I would fix it though. Honestly, like, I'm not sure what the the fix would be for it. But Jumping forward to 1122 of 1993, episode 10, Inheritance. This is an episode that should not have worked for me as well as it did. Data is disturbed by the claims of a woman who said she is Noonien Soong's ex-wife. Now, I don't know if it's because, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think she's like one of the like main like big-time baddies on Lost. Um, oh, is she? I don't I know. She is. I, she's, she's what's her name? She's like the, the main female. The, Bad the, guy on that show? Yeah. Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't. Rem- I mean, I don't remember Lost well enough. I don't remember um, her from it well enough to know if that's the case. This this is an episode again. I hate when they pull out the parents, but the twist at the end is worth it for me. I I enjoy. I don't want to fetishize the twist. And I don't want to spend too long on the episode because it's a it's a perfectly serviceable episode of Next Gen that I enjoy. Um, especially in a, in a season where I'm starting to turn on Data. This is an episode I love of Data and for her. Your thoughts? Yeah, I I love this episode. I I think. Um... I think it's interesting to me that you like. I just, don't have a, I just don't have a lot to say about it. I mean, if you like, no, the, I think I, what it's not even about this episode. It's sort of like a overarching thing that I find interesting is that you know something that we've talked about and that you've complained about, if you will, as being something that you wish you saw more of. 
uh, you know, being a family man yourself is families and, and those interactions and those ties and being like, say, feeling like it's underrepresented. And like, this is the second or third time just in this episode where you have said, like, I just hate it when they trot the parents out. Like, no, no, no. Here's, here's the thing that I hate. So I, again, weird. I don't want to, you know I don't spend I mean? too much time on it, but here's, but here's, here's the thing. When you get to the later seasons and it's like, now let's meet Data's cousin. You know, it's like we've met we've met Data's brother, we've met Data's father, we are now meeting Data's mother, we're gonna meet Data's other brother, Daryl. Like it's just like like we get it. Data and they're all out oh, we're gonna meet Data's grandfather or great grandfather in Enterprise. It's like let's see everybody who's related to Data. But I never see Data as part of a family unit. I just see them pulled out as the look at this other person Data's related to. Now that being all that being said, that's unfair because most of the time when it's Data stuff, I don't mind. Um, you know, it's, like, we're gonna get to like, an episode. We're, like we're, a, we're, we're gonna episode. we're gonna meet Crusher's family really soon. I know, <laughs> but like when, when we meet like. That's a great episode on the original series when we meet Spock's parents. It's yes, a but really Spock's great parents episode. fucking stick around. That's what I'm saying. Spock's parents are are are, are not a one off. Here they are, and then you could skip the episode, and never know that they existed. Like Spock's parents show up, and then they show up again, and then they show up again, and then they show the fuck up again a lot. Like Sarah keeps coming back. Like this lady, we're never going to even talk about her again. She might yeah, as well have- I do think that 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 there's a disservice there, and I think you lose the, the the what's nice about the familial connections. We get we do get to see Worf's parents more than once, yeah, though. So, yeah, and I like that. Um, but I I really liked I liked her. I liked her a lot. Um, and I really liked uh, the revelation, right? Obviously, of her yeah. being, you know, also an android. Yeah, right. uh, I always think it's interesting, though. Like, apparently, that's just what he did. Like anybody who was everybody an android, android. like. Uh, Wait a minute! I'm an android. Whoa, that would really like blow your mind, right? And like, before we move forward, really let, before we move forward, let's just be clear: she was his android wife, his fully functioning android, android wife. wife. Yeah. And I just want to leave, just leave that there. Next one. Um, <laughs> here, here's a here here's a, an incredibly popular one that I like to parallels. Worf returns from a Klingon competition to find out that he's on the TV show Sliders. I love this one. I love it so much. I love it every time it happens because it totally destroys all of the things that you say. Well, yes and no. How no? How in what way does it not? Um, because one, it doesn't. And two, according to our POV, it doesn't. And three, it doesn't. And four, <laughs> and, and four, you can't say say it that there are 70, That's like saying, because I said so. This is not fucking legit. You know what you like about it? You just want to be in a fucking quantum suicide. That's all. <laughs> That's exactly right. It's all about the quantum suicide. You like the idea that you've died a thousand times before, but you're living the experience where you haven't died yet. Um, uh, this is just fun. This is just like, it's a what the fuck, and then it's neat, and it's fun to watch it go around. My favorite thing it's about it. It's great to episode- see the mystery unfold. And again, this is another one that what I really like about it, you know, just, just, you know despite all the really cool science-y stuff, um, is that as this continues, as this persists, because, you know, in all of these timelines, he's surrounded by these people that he trusts and that trust him more importantly. Like, it's not just something we go, you're just crazy, dude. My favorite thing in the episode. That to me is so appealing. My favorite thing in the episode is that Wesley Crusher is one of them and there's absolutely no... Yeah, there's no... He just shows up. The ship, Worf doesn't go, Wesley, good to see you. It's like, 
he's there because of course he's there and yep. it's not a big deal yep. i love it and it's like they sneak it in and you and i know i don't know about you but i actually cheer when it happens yeah no i do too i'm i'm, I'm like that's perfect I'm like, oh my God, like, i would love it i would love it yar was in one of them you know and, what i mean no but yeah you're right nobody talks about it it's not there's not a big deal made or about Dr. it pulaski is walking by or something like i just like like the idea that things could have gone slightly different that's i love that and the, i and the, love that the you know what else i really love about this episode that they do really well um is Riker's crazy hair and beard no, I that's the that one silly part of the episode. Silly. Help us! What? The porg are coming after us, and we forgot how to shave. <laughs> stop, stop. Because if the porg were coming after you, you'd be like, "Um, pardon me, but resistance is futile." Now I just need to shave. Can you just? I know this is not futile. We'll, talk, we'll address that in like five minutes. I'm just gonna shave real quick. Um, oh my God. So no, I'm just saying that was one of the great things about this episode is you know is seeing worlds like that where everything's just fucked. But yeah, yeah. also, I they do such a good job of really setting up because like prior to this moment, I don't feel like we've got a whole lot of sexual relationshipy potential tension between. Worf and Troy. Worf and Troy. Yeah, no, I hate that. That's the one thing I hate. And it, I don't uh, no, hate it in I'll this tell episode. You why I, I'll tell you why I like it because what they do is it's not like there's nothing there, right? Like the back surgery, he was going to leave a son to her. Like sure. there's, there's clearly this relationship there. And he's, t- and, and, that's, and I don't think this is not the first episode like where, like he has spoken. I guess I don't to, like it because I would Riker like it about it. her before. What I love about this episode is to kind of refresh your memory. They at the beginning of it, before things start really getting wacky and they're like married and have kids, they they plant those seeds a little firmer. So it's not so weird when it happens. Yeah, I think I guess I guess I I don't I really like it in this episode. I just dislike it in this episode because I don't like them together and I don't like that it happens later. So yeah, no, that I don't blame this episode. I I absolutely don't want them together, but I like I do love. I mean, particularly the first time she's like at you know in their their quarters, and like she like takes down his hair and is like he's yeah. like what are you doing like yeah, it's, oh my god it's so good it's okay we're gonna we're we're gonna move on forward be uh because we're gonna go into 1994 now um, we're gonna go double speed through the second half of the episode uh, episodes or else we're never gonna get to the end um uh, here we, we go just do it later and we do all of them as slow as we want no can't do five it. episodes. Okay. Here's uh here's episode twelve uh the Pegasus uh Riker is reunited with Admiral Pressman his former captain uh with Pressman uh when Pressman wants the Enterprise to find his missing ship the Pegasus however now this guy Riker's- is from Lost yes yes how <laughs> it's uh John Locke however Riker's loyalties are tested when he's asked to keep the true nature of the mission mission secret and so he goes onto the holodeck and watches Scott Bakula on the Enterprise stop stop <laughs> no that doesn't happen. Absolutely Shut happened. your mouth. It, that is not, that Wait, didn't happen. Riker and Riker and Troy also contract an odd alien virus where in certain scenes you don't see in this episode, they both look heavier and older. Um considerably it didn't both. It didn't happen. There's some things like for your fandom that you have to do. And so and one of those in things. Watching this be, episode, can you imagine that Riker is going and spending what is clearly like if they're showing us him on him on the holodeck for an hour? And a half. Or it's just spending a shit fucking time there. Yeah, like, yeah, like he's, he's like be there, there for a, a good lot. ten hours. For a good like, ten. Got to be spending a whole 
fuckload of time there. And in that, if that's you the know, case, I would have loved in that last episode. Where of, the fuck is that fitting in? Like, I would love that episode of 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 Enterprise if they got Patrick Stewart to come out and go, Riker, the fuck are you doing? The fuck are? I mean, I know you like the holodeck, but seriously, man. Seriously, there's some shit seriously, going down. Man. Like you're not telling me something, and I know it. What is wrong like, with you, man? Why like, are you on the holodeck so much? Like this is serious business, Will. Like you know what I mean. Like it's just it's so. Number one, you're acting like number two. Um, <laughs> it's just. Right, we're gonna move forward. Uh, episode happened. This episode, if you go ahead and and realize the truth it's that good. that is bullshit. Um, it's fine. It's a it's a really good episode. But you know what I find interesting, and I feel like it, this is becomes more and more true, kind of uh, with subsequent watchings of this episode. Um, while I don't agree with like why they started the project and I don't agree with um Locks because I have no idea what his uh, name was on the episode of course. Like I just know his episodes I know his character name from Lost. Um I don't agree with um the way he goes about kind of the whole mission. I feel like at the end when Picard reveals them, right, with this phasing uh technology I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, dude. Here's the thing. How many like, people I agree there was this treaty, right? And you weren't supposed to be developing cloaking technology. But, like, here's the thing. It's not a fucking cloak. Yeah, but it, but it is. The ship does decloak. No. Yeah, it does. Ship it absolutely phases, phases out. Phases back in, which de-cloak. is not the same it phases and decloaks. The phasing was not the problem. The phasing was already happening. Troy was already doing it. It comes out. The idea is it's invisible and it phases. So it can go anywhere and be anywhere at any time. We've what already are you talking about Troy was already phasing. What do you, what, no, what, no, no. Cr- Crusher, sorry, was already phasing in the first, in the first episode of this season. Um, when was she phasing? She when? phased into the sun to avoid the Borg. Ah, no, 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 no. Not the same thing. All right. Nerd uh, war, not the same thing. Those were multiphasic shields. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. They were a protective barrier against radiation of a, of a specific, like specifically radiation and heat. Whereas this is, they're not cloaking. They're not, there's not something that is, that is masking them from sight. They are phased out of this ma- of yeah. matter of the particulates. They're like not there. And then they are there. That's how they're able to go through like fucking rock. Okay, so it's I, it's not a fucking sh- it's not a cloaking device. In the interest of moving on, I'll give that one to you because <laughs> I will not admit that I'm ever wrong. Um, January seventeenth. I don't admit any wrongness. I make no mistake. <laughs> January seventeenth, nineteen ninety four, episode thirteen. Worf's foster brother violates the prime directive to save an alien society whose planet is dying. Now here's. The- and I think I to go back to what you said before. I, it's not that I hate any particular instance of random family members showing up. But we're on episode thirteen of season seven. We've had Worf's brother, Data's mother, Jordy's mother, uh, Jordy's mother. Um, fucking. Uh, who else did we have? We had. Uh, yeah, Troy, Troy's, Troy's mother. She shows up a lot, and, and we're and we're and we're literally one episode away from getting crushers like Grandma. Like it's. I'm aware that that's four because I, I don't feel like in in fairness you can you can count Loxana because she's been there with throughout. 
No, oh, I'm sorry, but we do get Troy's uh, heretofore un- unspoken of sister. Like that's what I. That's, that's what. Like, I, it's not like she met her. It's not like like that. I, but I guess that's what I'm saying. It's like like it's starting to feel not special now. It's just like oh, special. Here's somebody like literally. It's been it's been like forty percent of the episodes we've had so far. Here's another relative showing up. Um. And they're supposed to be in deep space and doing Star Trekky stuff, and instead it's a bit of this. Now that being said, all that being said, um, this is such a better episode of Star Trek Insurrection. Like this is <laughs> oh, definitely. This is great. I, I here's the thing. I am immediate, and and when I start this episode, because I do get tired of the family showing up. I see Worf's brother. I'm like, oh look, this guy's almost like Tom Arnold. Um, and and I'm I'm imme- I, I'm at first. I'm really hostile toward the episode at first. And this episode is a great example of an episode. Paul's win- video is great. You should shut your mouth. Well, here's what I'm saying. The episode absolutely wins me over. And I think it's supposed to. I think you're supposed to dislike Worf's brother. I think you are supposed to be like, I, yeah, oh, I, I, I do think you're supposed to not. Like, I think you're supposed to think. I think you're supposed to sort of feel about him the way Worf feels about him. Yeah, I think and, they do a and, really good job of sort of setting that up because you're like, dude, this this dude's like fucking crazy. Like you can't and, just do that. And when I like, already, I think you like at the him. same time, some part, at least some part of me, feels for him, right? Because yeah. like this idea, like, and and I think that this what's what's great about this episode is it can bring up conversations, like legitimately, like deep conversations about the the prime directive. Right. And this is why I feel like I fall with Kirk a lot of times when he's like, fuck the prime prime directive, because I feel like, okay, you know what? You're right. If you interfere in another society, you will never know. Like you will forever change the course of its sort of life cycle. But who cares if that society dies? Like that, right. That's yeah. where I th- that becomes problematic for me because I'm like, well, now we're not talking about you tainting their culture. We're yeah, talking but about that, you and just I guess standing by a... and letting it fucking go bye bye. I what, what I want to do have is the I... ability to to make a difference, and you aren't. And, I think and that that's seems a... that seems cruel in a way to me that I don't. I guess I have trouble with. Like as opposed to on that Enterprise episode when Flox is like, I, you know, I don't know about giving them this medicine. Because yeah, it's not I, talking about it's not some cataclysmic planet ending thing, right? Yeah, it's no, something I, difficult that that society's going through, but maybe maybe they're supposed to, and it's not for us to just ride in, you know, ride in our on our white horse and change their shit. Well, I want to put a pin in that conversation because I think that's an episode. Like, I think that's a that's an entire Star Trek episode. Is like like is is the prime direct like I because like I could go an hour with this conversation because that is that is a fundamental. I don't want to say problem. That's a fundamental issue with. Yeah. With like there's, there's Star a, Trek. there's discussion to be had there for sure. Here's going to be a short discussion because I don't think there's very much to say that we haven't already said episode 14 from one thirty one of 1994 sub candle. Yeah. Um, look, this it's, is it's, the worst it's episode. worse every time I watch it. And here's the thing. While it is a better made episode of television than that Riker flashback episode, at the very least, that episode, while being utterly lazy, this isn't a lazy episode. This that that, that episode that, that that episode is dog shit. But this episode is poison. This episode yeah. betrays everything about everything. It's terrible. I don't wait. There's nothing to be said that hasn't been said. She fucks a candle. Fuck this episode. Skip it. Next episode, uh, February seventh, nineteen ninety four. Lower decks. 
it's a gr- again a great episode. We've already talked about this episode a lot. Yeah, a lot. yeah I really uh, love this episode. Yeah. Four young officers struggle to prove themselves and soon become involved in a top secret, potentially life threatening mission in Star Trek: The Next Next Generation. Um, and this uh, is another episode where we kind of have a character show back up that we we have known yep. before. Yeah, from then the- from all the way back from uh, Crusher's uh, sort of betrayal like, episode of Tom Yeah, yeah. Um, I I like this episode a lot i this could have been an interesting interesting spinoff from the show i would have loved i would love to see one of these guys show up so in this episode you basically meet four like young junior starfleet people and they all have different personalities and they all like they, and they're they, all friends and they're sharing their aspirations and they're sharing their day you know in much the same way that we normally see the bridge crew do, sort of like right? the breakfast club on on next gen and i just I dig this episode a lot. And I, there's there's not a whole lot of discussion on it except to say that it is um one of the high points and and for and your it, argument- gi- it gives you yeah it gives you a lot of uh of of a different sort of Star Trek than you normally get to see. You know, like we very rarely know what's happening for these, you know, people who haven't made it yet to like the the sort of the top brass of the ship and seeing that is interesting seeing the politics of it, seeing what goes through their heads. I think it's a, it's a very different dynamic and a different vibe that is just as valid and interesting as, you know, all of the high stakes stuff that we see with the, you know, the bridge crew dealing with. Like I would have, I think it would have been cool. Like if they had done something like this earlier. Um, and oh, we, we had revisit just sort them of, from time to time. Yeah. Like just yeah. randomly, we would just sort of check in with them you know, for random episode here and there. I think that would have been really cool. Um, the next episode, uh, uh, airing on Valentine's day of 1994, thine own self data finds himself mysteriously stranded on a planet with no recollection of who he is or how he arrived there. Soon he is accused of spreading a plague among the inhabitants. Meanwhile, the, uh, aboard the enterprise, Troy takes the bridge officer's test in an attempt to become a commander. Um, this is a fine episode. I really like this episode. I do too, but There's so, so much, much to like about it. I feel like we've done the, I, this episode. I get this episode confused with other episodes where Data's on a planet with people who don't like it's. It's how is that possible? Like this is the only episode where Data is unaware of what he is. That part I like. I'm just saying that the the him on a planet. You know, it, it just, it's something about it is so familiar that I just it. It gets confused I mean, in my mind. Like killed, dude. They fucking kill him. They fucking lynch mob him. Well, to be fair, Brent Spiner's always. A di- no, I'm kidding. Brent Spiner's a very <laughs> nice man, and I love him. And he, sm- he smiled at me after he was rude to me. He was rude to me once, and then he smiled at me, and, and I made it all better. It. Yes, it's all better. I, Just like I, a truly I, abusive relationship should. Um, yes. No, okay, I'm just- I'll suck your dick. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, it's intense, and like. When we've got that kind of going on, we get to see sort of the darker side of ourselves, right? And the and, and our response to things that are different that we don't understand. I think it's an interesting episode it's, to watch. It's now. so great. There's a lot of social things happening there. There's a lot of uh, internal things happening there, and it, it's a really, really good, solid Star Trek episode. And I think that the the her having her like trying to take her bridge crew test. And getting frustrated and and the, her interactions with someone who you know they have this very loving relationship, right? Like they may not be together again yet, but like there's clearly history and foundation there. And he's like, I can't 
I can't just do this for you. I can't help you through this. Like, if you don't get like, you just need to stop. You're not going to get it. Like being like her anger at it. Like it's, I just really felt for her. And like, this was one of those episodes. Like, I think there's particularly as you know, there's ones that we've talked about in other season um, overviews where they've just really done such a disservice to Troy and they've just finished doing a horrible disservice to poor crusher. Like that every time I watch it, I I wish I knew her like personally because I want to like call her and say, "Oh, sweetie, I'm so sorry." Every time yeah, I, I see Sabrosa, so I, I it, it's so helpful to me as a woman to then see this episode where she's I'm seeing a woman in Starfleet. I'm seeing yeah. what I want to see women do, just being people in Starfleet with their own foibles and you know challenges whatever they may be and i really loved that and that's i think it has a special place in my heart perhaps for that reason alone um and i think that is where we're gonna have to end uh part two of uh of this discussion of uh star trek the next generation season seven um there's just uh, a lot in it you know yeah so stay (laughs) tuned next week when we're gonna hit the lowest of the lows and the highest of the highs were we uh were, were we that not the lowest true. We're, no not the lowest but but let's That's just say lowest. let's just say we're going to watch data put on some masks um, right we're gonna yeah we're then, gonna see but, some some more hokiness but then we're we're also going but there to will see, be no more candle fucking so we're also going to see good about that all good things so um so for this week my name is justin and my name's alexia oh trek off next week's gonna be awesome trek off Hey, you know what makes us different than all those other podcasts you listen to? We have a movie. There's a movie of this podcast on Amazon Prime right now. Just go right now on Amazon Prime and go look. Check it out. Just search for it. There you go. There it is. Trek off. One word. Just search for Trek off on Amazon Prime or Amazon Instant Video if you want to rent it. If you don't have Amazon Prime as a subscription or if you want to buy the DVD, it's there on Amazon. But seriously, this podcast, you got all the way to the end. Now go watch us. And give us reviews and tell the world, man, a podcast got me made into a movie, man. How cool is that? Go look it up and share it. Love you guys.